This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury, Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. You guys want to uh, grab a beer? Oh, always. Sounds good to me. All right. I got a spot. Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, Florida. I don't know. Now, listen, Doug, I know you're from out of town. This is the place I go for all my local craft beer. Delicious. 40 beers on tap. And the best part is it's a haven for nerds like me, like you. Yeah, the 240-seat Longwood taproom. They stock that with nerd nostalgia, video games, board games, cornhole boards. They even have a dog-friendly patio. You can't beat that. I absolutely love it. I mean, I feel like I know this this uh, establishment just from Eric's Instagram and Facebook because he's there a lot. Um, they support his art and the local artists in the area. And uh, I'm excited. The first time I get back down to Florida with these two guys, uh, we're heading over there. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yes, the art, the arcades, the pinball machines. There is uh, literally an homage painted on the wall to uh, Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. I mean, what more can you ask for in a brewery? Hourglass Brewing, Longwood, Florida. Uh, Check it out. Go there. They are sponsors of the show. They support us. Go support them. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. I'm Joe, and with me, as they are on every single episode, because this is a show where all of us are always here, is Doug and Eric. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Hello. I'm just doing my thing here. What's your thing? What are you doing? That thing you you do. What are you getting into tonight? That was way (laughs) too early for this. I'm doing that thing I I do, you know? (laughs) I was actually waiting for you to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that one coming. Doug, uh, I, I know yeah. this movie has been like on the radar for people for a while, and everybody has asked to be a guest on this episode for some reason. Yeah, but, but one person we decided no particular... no guests at all. We didn't even do one, right? No, forget it. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, we we have a very cool guest that I'm really excited about, um, Mr. Kevin Equitz from Equitz Guitars. Yeah. Um, Kevin, hello. 
<laughs> There's nothing to say. It's like, yeah, that's that's all I'd add. <laughs> I to add. That's who I am. I got nothing else. I'm sitting here like expecting. I'm like, oh, Doug's gonna give this like great wind up pitch intro. He's like, yeah, we got Kevin from the guitar. Oh, that's about I gotta, it. <laughs> I gotta ramp. I gotta ramp up the energy, guys. I'm sorry. Actually, let me before you jump in, Kevin. So. The way this happened was that after um, – so Kevin reached out to me and he complimented us on the Biodome episode. Um, yeah! No, he didn't. <laughs> he, I wasn't going to say anything. He said I was he like, really, I don't think it was that one. No. He said it wasn't that one. He's, uh, Ke- Kevin it was really, idiocracy. Yeah. Ke- Kevin really enjoyed the Almost Famous episode because, like me, that's one of his favorites. Um, and he said – he just – you know, said it. If you ever do, I'm going to spoil it. That thing you do, I'd love to be a guest. I, I think I already spoiled it. I know. So I, it, it's it was on my list, my wish list, but I hadn't scheduled the time. But as soon as Kevin said that, I bumped something else <laughs> and confirmed with him he was available and 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 set it up because I love this movie and uh, I'm I'm excited. So yeah, welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I mean, it's an honor to be here. I really appreciate it. So what what is your connection to this flick that you felt the need to request it? Like, what does it mean to you, this movie? Um, my family, like, we we all played music, like, growing up. My dad, he was the he was Skitch. He was the drummer in the garage, and um, he played <laughs> with a band forever. I mean, they still play, uh, you know, COVID permitting, and it's been 50 years, I mean, since these guys were in junior high. Um, and wow. so my brother and I, or, you know, we picked up music the same way. And so all of those things, I don't want to spoil anything. We'll get there. I'll interject yeah. plenty of this crap. But, um, yeah, so many of those moments, It's and, and that's what really um, made me laugh so much is like, you know, Tom Hanks really did all this. And how did he know? Like, I, I'd never thought of him like, you'd have to have been in a band to, to know some of these, just the little comments, little nuances. And so anyway, it's a lot of those things. Um, and also where uh, I used to live in Southern California, um, very near uh, what was called the Orange Circle, where a lot of the, um, you know, the, the store, you know, all those scenes were, were filmed, um, where they're sitting in that diner. And we'll get there. I don't want you know. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was Kingsman 2, right? No. Oh, what? What are you talking about? Uh, Kingsman 2 is the golden circle. Orange. They were in the diner circle. with Elton John. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Spike strip. Yeah, there you Spike go. Spike strip. <laughs> I tried. So, anyway, we had, like, a local connection. So, yeah, there's just a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of nostalgia, a lot of inside jokes, in a, you know, at home with our family. So, as I know you guys do, too, right. with all of your movies. So, that was, that was yeah. definitely my connection. Nice. Excellent. So, uh, what's new in you guys' world? What's going on? Uh, I'll start. I'm d- still digging out. <laughs> oh, God. We had the, the fabulous blizzard up here in uh, in New England on Saturday. and uh, I mean, I'm dug out now, but yeah, 20 inches, 30-inch snow drifts, and now it's just fun trying to pull out of every side street without being able to see a thing because the plows just pile of snow up on the corners brilliantly. You, you, you just said the words. 30 inches, pull out, and plow, and I didn't disrupt you. <laughs> That's growth. Right, That's what you're that getting is. Better. You're getting That's better. a lot of growth. I waited till you were yeah. finished with it to All disrupt right. you. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, that's been the dominant thing in my life for the last four days. So yeah. You sound like you've been through some stuff this week, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I can it's hear it in your voice. It's, yeah. it's been rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, other than that, now it's all 
par for the course. So. Yep. Well, what's what's new with me is I've got a delicious beer in my hand from Hourglass Brewing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Proud sponsor, Hourglass Brewing. So, yeah. Part All of us are proud, but they are sponsored. They're not the ashamed <laughs> sponsor. So, part, part of our sponsorship with Hourglass and really how I made out like a fucking king in this whole deal, like, forget you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting on you to send me some. I know. I, I got some stuff for you. So I get to try new beer on every episode and uh, tell you what it is and give you my thoughts. So this beer is called Aesthetics. It is a pineapple and blackberry sour ale. That sounds delicious. So I'm going to crack this open. It does open. sound delicious. You better save me one of those. I will save you one of those. Let's see. Oh, my God. This is blowing my tits off. That's really, <laughs> really good. And it's sour. And you know, part of the, my wife loves sour beer, so the test is going to be if she considers it sour or not. But yeah, really good. Yeah. And if it wasn't, I probably wouldn't tell you because they're paying us. So that's true. I mean, there's no way that that's not good. Like, just no, like really, what you described it. There's it really absolutely no way it's not good. Like, that sounds delicious. <laughs> that's like my type of beer. Yeah, tasty stuff, man. Very cool can oh. art, too. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, I was noticing that. It is. Yeah. I mean, it would be great if like you didn't have the Zoom background that keeps blurring it out every three That's seconds. That's true. Your mic disappears. <laughs> your head disappears. See, I had disappears. to do that because my house is in chaos. <laughs> there are screaming okay. kids, dogs. There's so oh, much stuff going too. on. Yeah. I, I'm so, if you hear anything on this episode, it's probably me because it's a, it's a Tuesday <laughs> night, which is kind of odd because, you know, Doug was in a blizzard. Yeah. I did screw the schedule up. That's we just fair. had to make it work, man. Yeah, there's and a lot going on. So speaking of screwing the schedule up, if you were expecting Friday, that's also Doug's fault. Right. He he did not want to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep the streak alive for as long as I can. But boycott. we're getting close to me having to give in. Active yeah. boycott. But yes. Or yeah. it was Andrew was busy and he was going to be the guest. And But it's more fun to say Doug didn't want to watch it. Exactly. And we I, need I to... Also, we do, we just need to drive the point home that there is no good reason why I have not watched this. No, okay. absolutely not. Such a great movie. No good reason. I just have never. Now it's a game. I really hope you watch it and absolutely hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. And you oh. decide to give it like a one. I almost forgot. Well, I still yes. have the uh, the spotlight. I have to uh, make a quick announcement, and that is that officially on the books, Masters of the Cinematic Universe will be having its first live episode. Yes. Uh, this month, oh, I should have the date in front of me. That'd be professional. No, it's March. Mar oh, yeah, that's right. March. It's, it's March 26th. 26th. Oh, yes. my God. You guys are on the ball. MyCon in Orlando. Um, we will be doing a live episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe. We're still planning out what that's going to look like. But uh, if you're in the area, Orlando, I drive, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see you there. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Me, Doug's flying down. Yep. I'm coming down with the missus and getting a hotel. Um, at uh -oh. some point, Saturday night, Eric, we're doing karaoke. I hope you understand <clears> this. <throat> oh, please. Are you bringing the wife also? I don't know. Because I, I... my wife kind of wants to hang out with her. Yeah, let's do it. Double date. Let's do it. Yeah. And a, a double date with Doug. We're going to go yeah. do karaoke. I'll be the fifth and... wheel. We'll go to Hourglass, and then after we go to Hourglass, we'll do karaoke. Oh, my God. So what's everybody's got, like, their one go-to karaoke song. Even if they never do it, they still, like, prepare in the car. Like, they've got that one. They know the nuances. <laughs> like, what would that be? Yep. I'm just curious. 
You threw it out there, so I know you've got one. Yeah, no, like, that's a great question. I, that is I a great question. Um, what would you do, Eric, if, if you had to just pick a song? Uh, I, I like to throw people I, off kilter. So I go up there with the flat brim, and I'm Puerto Rican, and they think I'm going to do hip-hop right out of the gate. Hit them with some of that off-key, like uh, Anarchy in the UK, man. Like something weird. Okay. okay. Get the crowd going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of want all three of us to do like a Beastie Boy song together. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or like, or like a Sum Forty One Fat Lip. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know about that one. Beastie well, Boy. I'm just thinking about the places that have three three people singing. Oh, that's true. So we can like have fun with it. Yeah. Why don't we learn some harmonies, man? Throw some Beatles up there. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's let's do um, um, the Motown's Philly Motown's back the damn back whatever it is uh, a <laughs> Voiceman. Oh my Boys god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Motown's back. <laughs> it's called Backstreet's back. Is that the one you're talking? Motown about? Philly. No, that's not Backstreet no. Boys. Motown oh. Philly by by Boys to Men. I think they got I've four never guys. Heard yeah. that you, song. You're thinking more like Bell Biv Devoe, uh, like Poison. Oh, we could do Poison. That's yeah, true. Poison. Oh. That song I know. You're already there. All right. What? Done. Doug, what about you? You see, I've okay. I've never done karaoke. Just you know, never done it. Never had the this guts to hope. it, but I. Oh, lately, you don't have to drive anywhere, so this is going to be amazing. No, no, exactly. I, I, I got over that hump for some reason in the last year. So, honestly, if I was doing it myself, <laughs> silly song, Possum Kingdom. Um, okay, the toadies. I, the toadies, because I know every word and it's within my range. Even though on the high parts I get a little screechy, but um, in the car I love the way it sounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that would be my go-to. Nice. Yep. Um, I might do lose your like or just lose it by Eminem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Full Florida. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to rap because I'm gonna get drunk and rap. And I'm good at it. You'll see how good I am at it, Doug. I don't so doubt proud. it. I have no doubt that you will kill it. No doubt. But um, no, I'm not doing no doubt. I'm not Gwen Stefani. <laughs> <clears throat> I used um, to do a cover of uh, "I'm Just a Girl." By no doubt. I should. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe our wives could do that one. <laughs> it, it went over well because you know it's it's funny. Sure. Uh, I went through a blizzard too in North Carolina. Yeah, you did. You got stuck there. I went through two blizzards. I went the blizzard on the way up, and then the week later, it blizzarded again. And let's just be clear that a North Carolina blizzard is different than an actual blizzard, but it's still yes. hazardous. But when you're <laughs> it's driving way different. A, a Florida car, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and also, I brought, I think I may, may have fucked up my tailbone snowboarding because I'm not good at it. Excellent. But I have the confidence of somebody who's good at it. Who's good at it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I, I have Big no doubt of that energy. either. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's new with you, Kevin? <laughs> Give us something good. Um. Honestly, I mean, without trying to get too heavy, I had to take a break. Um. So just. Finally getting back into building guitars again um, around like towards the end of July, uh, my wife and daughter got COVID. My wife had to go to the wow. hospital. So she spent about a month Ooh. in a hospital. She was even on a ventilator for three days. Ooh. So heavy stuff. But, you know, I'm not afraid to use the word miracle. Like she's yeah, she's yeah. good. You know, we, we made it out of that. And um, it's been a long recovery and, you know, work and all that other stuff. So, you know, the closing out last year you know there just wasn't really a whole lot of time and i was still kind of working but 
you know. And didn't, didn't you guys just move also? Uh, I mean, we've been here about three years, but I mean, it does okay. take a while to kind of get settled and get up to speed. Sure. So I've had a lot of builds in the list, uh, very fortunately, you know, very patient customers. And so, yeah, it, it feels good to kind of start picking up momentum on that again. Um, feels good to just that's great. get building and, you know, get back. Yeah, that's good news all around. Yeah. Healthy. Can- and, and Yeah, that's that's great. Is there anything we can do to convince you to refuse to build a guitar for Will Lehu? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, he's coming up on the list. He's been very patient, yeah. but yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I accept cash. Um, okay. <laughs> if I got to pay you to not build him a guitar, that'd be really funny. <laughs> all right, all right. At the very least, like inside, put like a dirty message or something. Like yeah. something. Just yeah. not even outside. Or put a Bigsby on it because he hates Bigsby's. <laughs> He's been super easy to work with. I mean, I can't give him a hard time. I don't know. I know that's the problem. Yeah. Will's like the nicest, most easygoing yeah. guy in the world. Exactly. That's the thing. He's we're, great. we're reaching here because yeah. we love him. How much well, to also- like set the neck a little off so that it'll <laughs> like never really intonate right? <laughs> like 50 bucks, right? Just like... I don't know, a, set, a couple of millimeters, you know? I'm trying to like kink one um, of the frets so it's like that note yeah. just mm-hmm. never play right. <laughs> and no matter how much he offers you or requests it, do not put burning cross inlays in it. <laughs> it's not. I what is he, Kid Kevin Rock? Would. What are we doing here? That man? would be an off brand move for me anyway. So I don't think yeah. that's yeah, going to Please be, don't do that. That's, that's no concern there. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure because, you know, Will, you know, he might try. He might try to ask you to make a flying V also, which please don't. <laughs> he does like Again, flying Vs. Not in my catalog. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're good. Then. Cool. All right. I, you know Excellent. what? I just hope you do that thing you do. Oh, now. Yeah. Come on. I got that one. Oh, first time. <laughs> I got yes. that one. Yeah. But it was Valentine. literally the title of the movie. So. Yeah, I had to yeah. literally like, spell it out for you. The, uh, the cat's out of the bag. But, yes, we are doing um, the 1996 hit, That Thing You Do. Um, I picked this one. I absolutely love this movie. It's definitely on my watch it every time it's on list. Um, my wife groans. She likes it, too, but, you know, the first – 50 times she liked it. <laughs> but now she sees it. She, I change the channel and I see it and she just goes, ugh, and gets up. Uh, so, yeah, um, this movie came out on October 4th, 1996. It is written and directed by Tom Hanks. Um, that's his directorial and writing debut. Um, and he actually wrote this thing while he was doing the press tour for Forrest Gump. That's what he says, because he was bored and tired of answering all the same questions. So he wrote the movie, which I think is really cool. Um, so we are going to get into it uh, right away. All right. The, uh, the credits open uh, to scenes of 1964 Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, the song Loving You Lots by the Norm Wooster Singers. I, I did, I'm old, but I didn't know that song. Okay, I'm just letting you guys know. Um, is playing. And uh, we focus in on Patterson's Appliance Store um, on what I would guess is Main Street in Erie, PA. Which is actually uh, Orange, California, but, you know. <laughs> right. No, that's great to know. I didn't, you know, I know you had mentioned it early, uh-huh. but I honestly didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you know what bums yeah. me out is that already the trivia that I looked up for this movie is fucking wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah? like just in the first 30 seconds of this episode. <laughs> I read that like, oh yeah, you know, it was so expensive to get rights to music that every song in this movie is 
written by Tom Hanks and someone else and someone else, <laughs> and the bass player from Fountains of Wayne, and like they didn't get any any licensed existing music at all. And right off the jump, you're like, oh yeah, and it opens with this song by such. Yeah. it's like fuck, man. I fuck, think Google. that is, is that an existing song, song though. It, it might not be. Maybe yeah. I just wrote. I just looked it up because in the soundtrack it's listed as the Norm Wooster singers, but maybe that's not real. I don't oh, know. Because there are other songs you've never heard of it. Yeah, that have yeah. bands that don't. Because I can't believe you're not old enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually. I was alive. I was alive. I was a year old. Okay. That song's like the least, yeah. my least favorite part of the movie. Just because it's like yes. that cloyingly sweet, like you know. Uh, cheesy yeah. kind of thing, which is I. It, it was on purpose, like it, it was supposed to be. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. yeah, he he wanted to he wanted to basically show the transition from that kind of music, which was popular in the late fifties, early sixties, to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. so it was just basically that was the last non rock and roll song you're gonna hear. So if that was done um, for the movie, then it was really well done. You know, it was it, it served yes. its purpose. Yep. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's a great point. Uh, so we bump into our hero of the story, uh, Guy Patterson. He's played by Tom Everett Scott in his film debut. Um, um, I am 100% convinced now that he is like a Loki variant of Phil Dunphy, Ty Burrell from Modern Family. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, but that's the only, every time I see him, I'm sitting here thinking like, I'm like it's Ty Burrell. I'm like, why does he look so like yeah, young? And he's he's got that face, you're right. That uh, smile. But the funny thing that, is... No, go ahead. Oh, no, it's just uh, watching Kevin, some of these behind-the-scenes I mean, things, you know, like in preparation yeah. for this, uh, I guess a lot of people felt that he looked like Tom Hanks and his name was Tom. Yes. That connection yeah. never happened for me at all until I heard yeah, that. Yeah, no. It didn't. It didn't. Yeah, because I was watching that, and I'm like, no, you don't remind me of Tom Hanks at all. I'm like, you remind me of the fucker from Modern Family, the dad. Right. <laughs> I'm right. like, 100%. That's funny. No, I, I agree. I didn't see it either, but it's funny. He almost didn't get the role because Tom Hanks thought he looked too much like yeah. a young him. But Rita Wilson, his wife, convinced them to give him the role because she thought he was cute, which oh. they used to their advantage later in the uh, in the movie. <laughs> we'll get to. Um, so yeah, Guy Patterson is in the store. Uh, the store is called Patterson's Appliances, so it is a family business, and Guy is the son of the owner. Um, he's talking with customers about various appliances. He's pointing out fridges and uh, washing machines and, and TVs and everything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yes, reaching down in. and I'm telling you, this is some fucking Phil Dunphy shit. Like, yeah. 100%. Like, him trying to sell houses and doing magic tricks. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so he's talking to the customers, and then uh, his dad, Mr. Patterson, he leaves for the night, and uh, guys left to close up. And as soon as the door is locked, he is down in the basement. He's uncovering the drum set. Um, he throws on his favorite album, uh, Del Paxton's Time to Blow. And he <laughs> just, oh god, Joe! Right? I can't. He, proce he proceeds to jam. He loves jazz music, as we're going to learn. Um, and he starts jamming to the album. Um, I was delighted to see that his father was the dad from Donnie Darko. That was a nice. Trip. Yes, yeah. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Now, now um, I'm just giving you a little yeah. bit of a spoiler here. I'm not the biggest fan of this movie. It's an okay movie, but I'm not like the rest of you guys, how you love this movie a lot. So okay. when I saw Time to Blow, I was laughing. I'm like, yep, here we go. 
Well, <laughs> there's something for you in there, you know. I mean, he. No, I mean, he wasn't a drummer. It's a good though. movie, but it's too like sweet for me. This movie's like too like yeah. sweet and like heartfelt. I like fucked up shit. No, there there no there no shootouts. There are no spaceships. There's nope. like no real language nudity. I I don't see why there'd be anything yeah. for you in this one, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with you. Um, but the, that scene though like because he's not a drummer like he you know all these right. guys learned but one little thing just i was joking around with you guys earlier like, as a drummer like when he pulls that like sheet off of the drums and the little zing you know the symbols yeah. like yeah. it's on the money uh i don't know if they had to like mm. fully yep. that or whatever but it is it is like right on the money and what he's playing is like that's that's legit like they, they didn't oh yeah you know fake it even right. uh, further on, I don't want to spoil it, but you know when you see them like playing chords and like they're playing the real chords, so like that I was, yeah, I was yeah. very impressed with that man. I was, was I was nice really element. looking close to that because I wanted to bust their balls on it, but like they were actually playing. Yeah, yeah. dude, they we, spent eight about weeks this. together as a band um, to rehearse the songs in this album. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they movie. just played one song like for ninety percent of the movie. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. That helps. Right. That helps. I know. But it's convincing. Maybe they would have wrote another album if like they actually could play instruments. <laughs> that's what the herdsmen were for. And like the monkeys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but we've noticed in other movies like when the fake playing of instruments is bad, like Back to the yeah. Future and stuff. Yep. Like yep. you can tell when it's someone else yeah. or when they're just like, correct. Yeah, move your hand this way and this way and do you know this yeah. this really feels authentic. Well, especially as a drummer, like they're little things. Uh, my dad always taught me like when w- you can tell if a drummer is really good. I mean, you know, drummers are good or whatever, but um, the hi-hat, if they keep that going with their left yep. foot, you know, like just opening and closing while they're playing other stuff, mm-hmm. it's, it's a subtle thing. It takes like a little bit extra concentration and like they did that, you know, that was in there. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Didn't have to be. Yep. Yeah. No, exactly. And, and it just made the movie even better for me anyway. Um, so yeah, he 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 wraps up uh, his jam session down in the basement, and he's back upstairs, <laughs> cooking the books as he describes to his dad. Uh, you know, Papa Patterson calls and starts yelling at him because he left the the outside signage lights on, uh, trying to light the whole neighborhood. Typical dad getting on his ass about it. So he turns the lights off, and uh, you know he's on his on his way home. Um, yeah, not, not impressed that he's still at work working. Just that the lights left on. No, exactly, exactly. You know, a lot of tension between um, the two of them, and I know we kind of threw around the idea of the extended cut. But if anyone's a fan and they haven't seen the extended cut, like there's more explanation of the tension between he and his dad. Yeah, yeah. I, I've only seen that once, and it's been a long time, so I barely remember it. So I'm gonna have to dig that one up. There, and oh yeah, Kudos. Scene, what? I said there's also a scene in the extended cut which you know talks about why explains why Rita's you know not getting anything from Tom. Oh yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Mr. White has a boyfriend. Yeah. What? And it, he's gay. Oh, yeah. Really? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And get oh, this, yeah. he's played by Howie Long. You know, football yeah. player. Oh Howie Long. my! <laughs> you know what really yeah. pisses me off is this is the first movie that you've provided for us that wasn't the fucking extended cut, and this is the only extended cut that I, I wanted to see. Like you wanted to see. <laughs> exactly. I wanted as little of it as possible. Uh, we we we'd be up late though because that thing's yeah. forty five minutes Ooh. longer than this version yeah um all right so we are it's now the next morning uh guy pulls up on main street again uh in a very cool car mcgee love that car um he taps the car in front of him when he parks just a little bit which is actually He's not very good phase car in the extended cut you oh okay there you go i didn't know that all right cool um this explains why they have bumpers 
Yeah. Because they were meant to bump other cars. (laughs) And it foreshadows that he wanted to tap it from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Just so you understand where I get my my assholism from, (laughs) my grandfather was the king of assholes. Oh. He used to have an old Studebaker with the the metal bumper, mm-hmm. yeah. and he rigged up an insulated keyhole on the side of his car, to where he could like he had to go to the battery. So like when he flipped the key, the battery would basically electrify the sheet metal of the car, and he would park his bumper to the bumper of the car in front of him, and then electrify it so that the, the person would get like a, a shock when they come out. What? Awesome. Yeah, he used to tell me all these stories all the time. <laughs> I love it. You know, Was he a serial killer? What is happening? No, well, I mean, my... it wouldn't actually kill them. It would just, just shock him a little, little bit. My dad yeah, and your grandpa would have gotten along. Because my dad yeah. talked about shit like that. Yep. Oh, my grandpa was an asshole of the, of the <laughs> highest caliber. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, so guy pulls up in front of the local Rexall drug, which also has a big counter for eating and stuff. Uh soda fountain, all that stuff. He's going there to grab some breakfast. Um, it's in the Rexall that we meet in one of the booths. Um, the other members or future members of the Wonders. Uh, we meet Jenny, Jimmy, Lenny, uh, TV player, <laughs> which we'll let it out now. The bass player has no name. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> though Ethan Embry named him, damn it. He gave him a name just so like he could hold on or to that. No, it was like Maurice or something. It was, a, it was a, some strange name, but he did it just so he could have something to hold on to as an actor. Like the role meant something to him. And he wasn't just like his credit, you know, his movie credit is TB player or the bass player. Uh, so he's there. Um, their current I mean, drummer, Chad. What's that? To Kevin's point, it's amazing to me because if you're in a band, you know shitting on the bass player is just part (laughs) of it yeah and to call the bass player the bass player is the biggest middle finger like yeah it's so perfect yeah Yeah, even the drummer who's not in the band gets a name yeah it's it's Um, a perfect chad (laughs) which which of the members of this band do you most like you know uh sync with as 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 you like i was gonna say you know the thing you told me not to say but Which one uh, are you most most uh, in common with? You you like to see yourself as the hero of your own story, so it's very hard for me not to identify with uh, young Tom. You know what I mean? Uh, you mean Guy? Guy. <laughs> Spartacus. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a sweet guy. I like to think of myself as a sweet person. I don't know if I am or not, but... Oh, you are. You don't even Doug? have to worry about that. Who are you, Doug? Uh, oh, I'm definitely Lenny. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> no, just because I, if I have an opportunity to clown, I'll clown like that. You yeah. Know? So that's, he's, he's me. There's no question about it. Meaning the nice camper wants to put her song on the radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin, who are you? I mean, again, I'm always a drummer at heart, but I don't, yeah. you know, the, the guy is, he is quite the hero and I don't know if that would be me, maybe Chad, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to yeah. get ahead of you, Doug, but this, the line where it's like every song is wipe out to Chad. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we, we've all known that drummer and I think I've been that drummer probably a couple of times. So. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. I'd say I'm, I'm probably a, a Steve Zahn, but with a little bit of Jimmy also. Jimmy oh, yeah. No, you're 100% hybrid. You you are a hybrid. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I'm the asshole, but I'm also the pretentious prick. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not arguing, Joe. <laughs> You'll get no protest from me. <laughs> but again, we love you. That's true. Uh, so real quick, they are played by, and I'm going to start off with Jimmy, and I can't say his last name, Jonathan Skech. I don't know how to pronounce the guy's last name. Uh, Steve Zahn, Ethan Embry, Giovanna Rabisi, and Liv Tyler is Faye. Uh, so they're in a booth, and they're trying to come up with a name for their band. Um, <laughs> they got the Cordvets, the Herdsmen, the Tempos, the Dollars, the Lords of Erie, there's even one written down there called Faye's Addiction <laughs> in his book. It's so great. So, uh, you know, they're, they're banding these names about. Um, when Guy walks in, everybody, they all know Guy, and apparently all the ladies know Guy, too, because every girl's head in the place turns to watch Guy walk into the room. Um, and Lenny lets him know that um, – they are playing a talent show at Mercyhurst College, which is a real college in Erie. That's where they filmed that scene, mm. I think, right? Yeah. Uh, that evening, <laughs> you want to experience shame tonight? It's going to be <laughs> hilarious, Lenny says. And, and now, um, Kevin, that you brought up the fact that that's Faye's car, it explains why Guy paid for breakfast for them. Because yep. their relationship is a lot deeper as a group than the, the, the theatrical version lets on. Yeah, and again, the... Um let too much out at this point but the that extended one it just goes into more depth with um his his current girlfriend uh tina right. and then like the friendship with Faye. even there's more of like i could just watch them in the garage like kind of working out songs and oh okay. yeah you learn more about like why jimmy is the way he is it just it's i mean the movie's fine without that extra stuff but that other stuff it's like just higher resolution it just adds like a bit more okay. depth to to each of the characters um, I'm definitely going to crack that one open this weekend. There's no question about it. If you enjoy the movie, it's worth the upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so guy finishes up, hits out back to the store. And of course, dad lays into him again because he's late. And rightfully so in this case. <laughs> I mean, the sign's one thing. He overreacts a little bit. But, you know, come on. Just get there on time. It's not that hard to do. Well, he stayed uh, late last night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. What time do we start on Saturday, guy? <laughs> it's a good thing we do. You know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, he's he's so. never good enough for his dad. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Phil Dunphy trying to impress, uh, you know, Ed O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> never quite good enough. Yep, yep. Uh, so we jump back to the gang, literally. Um, They're on the sidewalk, still trying to figure out the name for the band. Um, Chad they is trying have to... had me around. I'm good <laughs> at naming bands. <laughs> That's true. I can't argue with that. Absolutely not. Um, I so saw the Chad, lineup for that, yeah. though, when I we know, were right? on tour. And I, I know. The, yeah. It was a the big little devil softball. on my shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, Chad's trying to teach the bass player how to uh, jump parking meters. And it, it ends with him, you know, Chad taking a header and breaking his arm. And, uh, I mean, this is my favorite line from the bass player because, like, he's – Ethan Embry plays him so well, like this childlike, you know, yeah. just youthful naivete. And he just says, guys, Chad fell down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chad broke his arm. He did fall down. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that puts a crimp in their plans. Um, so we quickly see Lenny and Jimmy show up at, uh, you know, work at uh, Patterson's 
to talk to Guy about filling in that night. Um, there's a little conversation when they're watching TV and the and there's uh, I forget what show it is. I don't. It was an old, obviously early '60s uh, puppet show, marionette show in space. But yeah, I was hoping you would know this. I, oh, I should have uh, looked it up. I should have looked it up. Because it's not Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. It's it not is Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds? No. I don't know. No, it, it looked, might be Thunderbirds. I, I didn't know that it was on. Okay, no, then it is Thunderbirds. Okay. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let me just, my grandma watched this show. She watched for three, three weeks before she noticed the strings. <laughs> she didn't know they were puppets. But it's, it's oh, a God. very Jimmy thing. He goes, they're marionettes. Like, he corrects them. You know, yeah, like, like right. there's he a better way to say puppet, exactly. you know? Exactly. Very exactly. Like all those little so, subtleties. Like when they're trying to figure out a band name and he's talking about the herdsman and he says, because it's one of the six right. senses. Like he used to right. six. You know what I mean? Like that, it's those little tiny things. That's so him. We've all known that guy too, right? Yeah. He, well, he's tested at genius levels. Um, yeah. All right. So we now have gotten to our first clip of this episode. So, Joe, why don't you roll that, please? Thank you. All right. Here's the deal. If you want these magic hands, you gotta buy two new record needles and this radio. <laughs> Are you serious? It's fourteen ninety-five on sale. How about a washing machine too? Yeah, okay. Very good. Took Chad a week to learn that. Chad, who's Chad? Chad. Just one song, right? That's right. Wonderful. I gotta go. That's it. Guy Patterson. That's it, the wonders. And then you know how like the Beatles, the Beatles, they use an EA as the Beatles. Well, we can use an O and E like the wonders. You're talking gibberish. No, look. The Wonders. Lenny. Yeah, it looks like the Oneaters. <laughs> no, the, the Wonders. Got it. Looks like the Oneaters. You know, for being like the dumb person in this movie, he's actually the... Are you sure you're not the smartest guy in the world? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Brilliant. We use yep. a lot of those at home. That Got it. Looks like the Oneaters. I mean, my, my background is like in, in graphic design and illustration. You know, so everyone's got this like artistic yeah. idea. And they're like, no, it's this. And you go, got it. But it looks like that. Like, no, 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 but that's not what I meant. Like, okay, but it looks like this. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, so we, we hear the, the, the original version of the uh, title song, The Thing You Do, and they come upon this fantastic question mark name <laughs> that they're going to roll with. Um, so In that clip, when, when, yeah. he, when they're done with the song and he hits that boom, tap, tap, boom, tap, yeah. and Liv Tyler's character goes, that's it. It's been so long since I've seen this movie. I was like, oh, shit. She's the one who was like, no, that's how you got to play it. Like, I, right. it threw right. me for a loop yeah. there. Yep, yep. I don't know if that's meant to be foreshadowing or if I'm just, I was a little high when I saw it. But <laughs> Either way, He's I was like, like, look, my dad knows how to name bands. He's like in aerospace, so it's yeah. Aerosmith. 
<laughs> All right. So we are now at the talent show. Uh, this is where we meet Guy's date, Tina. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, what's her name? <laughs> I'm drawing an old man blank. Charlize Theron. Who's the actress? Thank you. Char- how, how could I forget? But yeah, Charlize Theron. Um, it was Whoa, her first- really? Yeah, what's I did not recognize her as her. Are you kidding me? No. Wow. I just didn't recognize the hair. Th- like, the hair threw it off or something. It was her first credited role, and um, she was the only one who auditioned. And Tom Hanks hired her specifically because he wanted to always be the one that say, I discovered Charlie Theron because he knew that she was going to be like a star. So that was his, it was his logic behind it. <laughs> I can didn't always get the wife say, from Modern Family. No, no. Charlize Theron is an island unto herself. I'm not going to decide. No one looks like her. She does not look like anyone. No one will ever look like her. Ever. <laughs> as long as this earth is alive and people are born on it. She's it. Joe, Have I... Have gotten that clear? Okay. I, I don't know. I think you're making Brooke Shields a little jealous. Nah, yeah, I, that's true. I, no, here's the thing. I don't have to worry about making Brooke jealous because we're like this. All right? <laughs> I, I want to bust on you, Joe, every opportunity I can, and I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit this, but I did not recognize that that was Charlize Theron either. Uh, no, it didn't look like her at all with the hair. I mean, she was very young, obviously, and yeah, the yeah. Hair. they're killing me. They're I killing know. Me. But when I saw the the credits, I was like, oh, shit. like it clicked, you know. But it yeah, took, it, it yeah, took yeah. A sure. I didn't watch the credits as soon as this is over. It's off here because I watched it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> look at. I had. I hold on. You know what I the worst part was? I, yeah. I turned it off and immediately turned on Iron Fist so I could finish it, <laughs> which I enjoyed more. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Moving along, uh, we meet Tina. A uh, guy brings her some hot dogs and chips on a plate, and she's not, she's not happy about it. Um, she's not really into this whole thing. I'm not going to lie. Those hot dogs did look good, though. I, I oh, they did. I, I would have devoured that plate but yeah just you know yeah uh so at that point uh, guys got to go backstage and prep with the rest of the band uh so faye and tina briefly meet and even that kind of doesn't go well (laughs) so uh you know faye goes on her way and now we've quickly got our second clip joe please roll that this one's long that's what she said how you boys you ready How do you sell a chicken to a deaf man? You're a jerk, Ken. You say, hey, would you like to buy a chicken? Eat my shorts, Ken. Shut up! I'll kick your ass. Are you ready? Ready. Uh, yeah, just this group? Hi. They're all locals. They call you home. The Oneidas. That's the wonders.
Oh, that hurts so much. Now, see, <laughs> every really time did. I watch it, there's so many little things in that whole thing. You know, aside from him starting, you know, too quick, and and like Linny looking over at Jimmy, like, no, this sounds better. Come on, like, and he's on board. Yes. But that that horrible sound at the end that's the bass player's uh and the, the instruments that they're playing was perfect too. The silver tone, <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, exactly. Junior. But that Dan Electro, because I don't know if you have one of those or if you played one, but they're made out of masonite. Wow. So the neck is way too heavy for the body. Oh, so it's neck know. heavy. And the strap buttons are usually <laughs> like a plastic pin that's just like friction pushed <laughs> in there. It's not like a screwed uh right. normal strap button you know so it, yeah. it makes sense that he's jumping up and down and the, the pin would just pop out and the guitar just would fall. let's go yeah so it didn't show up in anything i was looking at but part of me wonders if like it just he was acting you know holding that trophy up and it just fell because <laughs> he hands yeah. the trophy to the, to the woman next to him. he's like oh no, like all of a sudden the trophy doesn't matter you know <laughs> it was like, yeah. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the bass okay yeah. he picks it up yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah, like I, I said, I, hate, I hated their instruments at this point. <laughs> wow. I fucking hate these stupidness. But that's what like, even what the, the garage band like would have had, like, you know? Like, uh, I know. Yeah, the evolution of their instruments is great. Like eventually, yeah. he's got a Rickenbacker. You're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, when get... he gets to the Rick and the Jag, I'm I'm all yeah, in. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but you're. Yeah, but that, it wouldn't have had that. What was in it his a garage. special that Jimmy had? Mm-hmm. Was it a Junior or special? Listen, I'll take that any day. Yeah, seriously, a '60s Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but that's yeah, looking yeah. at money. That's just because I want to sell it to get something I want. Oh. But I, I agree with you, man. Kevin, that scene, that's where the movie really wins me over as someone who used to be in bands mm-hmm. because it feels so... Doing that high school talent show thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this, yep. uh, Spoiler alert, this movie speaks to me in a huge way and it mirrors my own life even though it's set in the 60s and this happened in the early 2000s. There's so many parallels to stuff that I went through with my band. And this is one of those things. You start out in the garage and in the talent shows and, you know, the spaghetti store guy comes up and wants you to like (laughs) all of those things are so pitch perfect. And maybe that's why this doesn't resonate to me. Like I never had that experience with my bands. We played out in like we did play in a garage, but like we were just playing like underground shows. We didn't give a shit about contests or money. It was literally just playing parties yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, could around see, punk I could boxing. see that i could see that and but, like uh, this is too clean cut now i will say that we skipped right over the best band in this thing the one that should have won the fucking green ghost locos like white mariachi <laughs> band <laughs> yeah they got robbed i yeah. liked them i was like oh this band's fire i'm like i want to see more of them <laughs> can we talk about too how good that legitimately good that song is like oh yeah, it's, it's, it's better than a movie song. Like I would yeah. listen to that in my car. That sh- that shit slaps. So, so yeah, the, the mariachi well, song. Kevin, you know about the no. song, right? Obviously. So, <laughs> you want to share the information on where that song came from? I, you were already going there. Like it, it, right. it again. I, I didn't get a clear. You know, it seemed like there there were different uh, stories out there. But yeah, I mean, it seemed like they kind of put out a call. And I think yep. the Gin Blossoms even submitted a song. Like, you know, this yeah. was, you said, 96, right? So, you know, all these kind of 90s outfits and stuff, they were trying to come up with song. I don't know what kind of context they were given. But right. 
Um, I think it was like Beatles. Like we want something that sounds Beatles esque. Yeah, like yeah. they're like from the shitty era of the Beatles, oh, not man. the good era. No, oh. twisting right. the knife. See, I, I <laughs> see, I hate that era of the Beatles. I hate all the little poppy Beatles songs. I like the you know the more experimental drug songs. But it, it was, <laughs> I think I agree with you. I, I know what you're saying. Like, um, I'm more of a fan of that that you know Beatles era too. But there's there's like a, a tension there where there's all of that prim and proper, you know, the right way to do stuff. But that chord progression, a lot of those the chord progressions, nice. those major like minor kind of things, like you know, mm-hmm. like they're definitely musically. And I'm not a music theory guy, but you know, musically they're kind of pushing the the comfort zones a little bit. You know, and even just hearing it like that, where you can hear Jimmy's trying to keep it as a ballad. But the rhythm section yeah. is just going for it. Um, that kind of tension, like that's that's what rock and roll was, you know, built on. It's it's that kind of subversive, like you know, attitude. And attitude is really just like, um, um, you know, in reference to your current context. You know, it's relative to the time yeah. at which it came from. So I, I think I agree. You know, Eric, that that song was perfect. Um, yep. And that, also, I, I feel and all like. Stuff. Tom Hanks watched the Weezer Buddy Holly video and then decided to make this movie. Because, <laughs> like, where they're playing in the restaurant, it's that kind of, like, throwback style. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's something about it's just, you like, know, You know, know the just... Weezer video, that was Happy Days, right? So it wasn't yeah. just a... Okay, I'm just making sure you understood that. Well, I'm, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> okay. and, but you had the guy where they're playing in the restaurant in Happy Days. But still, I mean, it's... Right. I just feel like it's for me. It's just corny and cheesy. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't like this kind of shit. Okay. I like, right. I like gritty, dirty, horrible things. And this is too like, this is too like, shiny and pretty and nice. <laughs> okay, we get it. Fair enough. And and absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I will give the credit where the credit's due. The chord progression, I do like that, especially that fourth note where like they get that little like kind of like dissonance in there. And yeah. and a little bit of mystery to it. That was nice, but other than that, there's another one that we'll this. get to a ballad that um, has got a great chord progression. But again, back to you know, like like the assignment to write a song that would fit in that time period. You know, Fountains of Wayne, like that's not the kind of stuff that they yeah. did. You no. know, later yeah, on. But the, this is like the refreshments and shit, like. Yeah, but just the like, the ability to do that to it's it's like again like a I always create like or liken it to it reminds a me designer. like theme song from Friends like yeah, just, yeah but it, it just it 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 uh it solved the problem it was intended to you know like they they made it fit in that that particular that particular time period where you think like wait was this a real song from the mid sixties or not. At least right. it works for me. No, exactly. They nailed it. And just a, a quick aside, back in, way back, way back in my copier repair days, I had to go for training in New Jersey and stayed in a hotel across the street from the actual Fountains of Wayne. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was a fountain, it was a fountain store. They sold fountains and dec- hmm. decorative garden uh, that's funny. You know, things. And it was called Fountains of Wayne, and that's where the band's name came from. Anyway. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we heard them win. They they won the talent show. Um, they got a hundred bucks, which I I found hysterical because so that's twenty five dollars a guy, right? Except Lenny and Jimmy had to buy a fifteen dollar radio and two record needles, which is <laughs> so a hundred and thirty four. Let's round it up. One hundred thirty four fifty. That fourteen ninety five, like an yeah. inflation calendar. That's a or cal- calendar <laughs> calculator. Uh, yeah, 
about 135 bucks for that radio for for a clock radio mm-hmm. so wow. so yeah but Jimmy what's the hundred dollars actually worth today that they won give me a second because <laughs> they're still in the green oh yeah yeah but they didn't make as much as the other two guys <laughs> bass player and, and uh, guy made out a lot better than those two yeah well the rhythm section is kind of important <laughs> So, so eight ninety nine. So just under nine hundred bucks. Okay. So yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah. So they uh, they get approached by the owner of Villapianos, the uh, spaghetti joint out by the airport. Uh, Tom Hanks named it Villapianos after one of his favorite football players. He's an Oakland Raider fan. I can't remember. The, he's a linebacker. I cannot remember his first name, but his last name is Villapiano, and that's where he came uh, up with that name. Speaking of names, I thought it was because it was the house of pianos. <laughs> True. But speaking of names, um, Hayes and uh, so Lenny, his last name is Hayes, and then um, Jimmy, I'm totally blanking on his last name, but they were named Mattingly. after Matt, Mattingly. Yeah, um, they were named yeah. after uh, astronauts. Yeah, huh. yes, they were Apollo 13. They were in the movie. The names were in the movie. Yeah. Those astronauts quote, well, they were part of it. I feel real, like, but, you know, yeah. they were like, okay, let's like get really creative with these two guys. And like, fuck it. This guy will just be some guy. And the other has a bass player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they leave, they leave the talent show. Uh, they're driving home in separate cars. So guys with Tina, um, he's so excited about it. She is acting happy, but again, she's like phoning it in. Even at this point, she's phoning yeah. it in, you know? Um, and but he's a guy is not he's not with it yet. He hasn't connected the dots that things might not be going his way. And this happens a lot um, where they're having conversations and each person is contributing there, but they're not even talking to each other. Um, it was <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep, one way conversations most of the time. You're right. Um, so we are now uh, at Villapianos. Um, the place is absolutely packed. Um, we see see the band up there playing one of their ballads. Um, I should know the name, but I forget. But um, all my only dreams. Ballad. Yes, that's the one. Um, that's the B side, right? Yeah, I think. For, yeah, right. So uh, you can hear the planes. You know, Lenny's playing and he's looking up because he hears the planes <laughs> flying over the restaurant yeah. and stuff. And you know, you see outside they're, they are at the airport. There's no doubt about it. Um, their fan, as he's deemed, his IMDb uh, credit is Heckler. <laughs> <laughs> the actor's name is Sean Whalen. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's like very recognizable as that guy, you know. Yeah, so I like been, him. He, yeah. I, I, I felt good about that character. They did that well. I like the guy who yells at him too. Shut up! I know. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sean Whalen has like 140 credits because like he's that guy in everything, and, and he's good at yeah. it. You know, um, he is begging them to play that thing you do because that's you know they, he wants to meet girls, and the only way you meet girls is if you dance, and you can't dance till you play something danceable. So. Um, you know, the band obliges and, you know, the crowd goes crazy. They're, they're thrilled. Um, we, we do a quick cut to Patterson's with the uh, guy's dad driving up because <laughs> the frigging lights are still on. And I just love him. Let it burn. Let it burn. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, back, back to Villapiano's. Uh, Lenny's sitting with Mr. Villapiano and uh, he's collecting, he's collecting their, their pay for the evening. And, you know, do you know what this is? presidential flashcards <laughs> just like so yeah. lame. That was a good you line know, you know what this i have no idea that's he was my bonus. favorite in the movie i will say oh, lenny is lenny's the best yeah. he's the best i enjoyed um, him you know so yeah mr villapiano he gives a bonus 
because uh, I'm going to make a fortune on you guys. <laughs> it's like the exploitation wheels are already turning in Filipino's yeah. head. And he's like, the word's out on you, Oneaters. And Lenny goes, that's yeah. on netters. <laughs> 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 yes it's so good and so he's he's having fun with it from the start uh so the, they're in the booth they're having some beer eating some pizza before they go home faye lets the guys know that all the girls are talking about him in the bathroom and of course that gets you know they all perk up when they hear that um and just then their their fan the heckler walks by and he asks you know where he can buy the record and this sparks the idea um and you know, guy asks him about it. He even says, "I know, you know, I have a, I have a relative in the record business. Who, Uncle Bob? <laughs> you know, he records children's choirs in churches. Um, so you know, guy says, yeah, he's going to reach out to Uncle Bob. You know, and uh, get things going. So the very next scene, we are in church with Uncle Bob, uh, played by Chris Isaac. Um, you know, he's got a short role in this, but he's great. a funny dude. I'll, I'll, yeah, right? Isn't it great? It's you perfect. Know? And they are recording that thing you do. So Uncle Bob and Faye are at a microphone back by the recording gear. They're clapping, which, again, it's, it's cool about the song. And it's beautiful, like, evolution throughout the movie. You know, the rawness of the, of the clip we just played, you know, and then this is like the next step. But it gets better and better and better, and you can hear the changes in it, you know, each time they play it. Um, so it's really cool. So... Uh, yeah, they record the song. Um, everybody is really excited except Jimmy, who's just a friggin' buzzkill. Like, he's just, he cannot, you know, be exuberant about anything. Um, you know, what was he worried about? Oh, was it good enough? The B side? I, he's just well, whining. And that's that, another you know? extended thing, is there's a little bit more dialogue where. Um, Uncle Bob needs to wrap it up because he's got to go record a choir or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Buffalo 7. Yeah, and and so yeah. Jimmy really, he's like begging to just record All My Only Dreams. And so oh, okay. Uncle Bob goes, okay, you get one take. And that was it. Oh, all right. So it, later go. on he mentions we only had one take. So it was like, and you know, I, I recorded, but you know, you guys may have recorded, but it's like, that's a lot of pressure. And you know, you would always second yeah. guess like, oh man, if I just had one yeah. more take, I probably could have you yeah. know, did that much better. All right. Yeah. it does make more sense. I mean, and again, you, you already said it, Kevin, that it doesn't take away from the movie. Mm -mm. Like I, I never would have given it a second thought, have not having heard what, what you're describing, but I can understand what, you know, the director's cut, it's going to be a different movie. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so we are now back at Villapianos on another night, and um, the record is selling like hotcakes. Like, Faye is sitting there. She's counting the money <laughs> like King Midas. King, all of King Midas is gold. No, <laughs> different movie. Um, yeah, she's counting the money. There's uh, people, you know, th their fan, he probably buys like five or six copies <laughs> of the thing. He just grabs a stack, and he chucks her money, and he walks away. He's thrilled. Um, we So Guy is talking to one of the girls that, Faye mentioned the night before, a couple of nights before, that was, you know, ogling the guys, Chrissy Tompkins. Uh, he's talking to her, and uh, Lenny sneaks up <laughs> and tries to horn in and remind <laughs> and, and nudges Guy saying, hey, your date's here. Uh, so, you know, Guy has to go. He has to run to Tina. And when Tina walks in, man, every guy in the room just turns, and understandably so, just turns and, and looks at her. Um so Tina walks in and it's cool as you as you see guy heading towards Tina right behind Tina is their future manager walking in okay 
Um, you don't even notice him. It's sort of like just a little, you know, directorial trick they do. And he walks yeah, in and he's part of the crowd. Burn. Yes, there you go. <laughs> cigarette burn, sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, he's just part of the crowd. You don't even notice him unless you know who it is. So, you know. Um, yeah, Tina is, um, you know, guys happy to see Tina and Tina not so much. She, she really doesn't want to be here. It's like, oh, is it always so smoky? You know, she's complaining. Um, and then we see who's going to be, you know, his name is Phil Horace. He, you know, we'll, we'll learn soon enough uh, who he is, but he buys one of the records. He asks, is this the band that's on tonight? He buys a record. Um, so on that note, we are going to take our first break of the evening, and uh, we'll be right back, folks. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, could, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... Not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tiers started at a dollar, a dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it. Yep, one buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal! Yeah, guys, right? check it out again. Patreon.com/slash/motcu. And then enjoy this week's movie. 